Raptors and uh, Bucks just underway here. We gotta get a better. Game. We gotta get a better Dame night tonight. The shooting has been uh, it's been all over the place for him so far. Adjusting to Milwaukee, new offense. They can't play any defense right now. I want to see it work in Milwaukee. I do. I want to see Dame win a title. I really do. I know it's not Portland, and I'm sorry. I hate to say that, Trista. Because Trista, okay. do you want to see but, Dame win a title? No. Damn. <laughs> she didn't even hesitate. She's like, nope. I. I get it though. Like it's it's hard to see, especially a player that's like. Would I mind it? Like especially with Giannis, no, I don't mind it. I'm not gonna like actively root for it. Yeah, you're not gonna cheer for that. I'm not gonna be like, oh, I really hope that the Milwaukee Bucks win mm-hmm. with Giannis and Dame. And in fact, I think Heat fans and Blazer fans are slightly aligned that we are not hating Dame's slow start. Not hating it. You thought we were gonna get a like a monster year from him with the way he opened up. Yeah. Yep. That debut, you're like, oh, this is gonna work. I yes. still think it makes sense offensively, but I mean defensively, this team is a disaster. I think the problem, and I said this before, offensively, is that Giannis is just really good with the basketball down like from full court range. You can't stop him when he gets ahead of steam. As soon as he starts getting the ball and having to go from zero to his top speed at the elbow. Now you can collapse around him. There's time for everyone to create that wall around him. Obviously, he's not a great three, uh, free throw shooter. Yeah. But, like, Dame doesn't help that at all. He actually takes the ball out of Giannis's hands. I think Dame is going to be perfect for fourth quarters. He's going to be great for when you need a bucket down the stretch. But in terms of, like, Giannis getting his does not help. They actually would be probably better if they staggered their minutes. It's a really good point, too, because Giannis, I mean, um, has always played with the ball in his hands. And people, like, when we were in Milwaukee and Jason Kidd was there, we crushed him for it. But I think it was actually a really good thing for Giannis. Obviously, improved his handles. Um, you know, he's, I mean, he's improved his overall game. But now, when you have to play with a natural ball-dominant guard, it's a yeah. little bit different. Because Drew was fine playing off the ball. And Correct. even when Drew, um, you know, even when they played Portland... And he shut down Dame, and he was guarding CJ even in that series. He would play off the ball, uh, Drew would, you know, when, when he was with um, the Pelicans. So that makes sense, actually, that this is going to be a little bit of a uh, adjustment period for these guys. But I still think, like, in the long run, they'll be all right. Who would you cheer for, though, if you had to cheer before, or if you had to pick the top three teams in the East? Boston, Philadelphia, Milwaukee. I hate to say it, but it's probably Philly. Really? Because of Nick Nurse? Nick Nurse I like. I really like Tyrese Maxey. Yeah. He makes that team so likable. He's he's kind of he kind of is going to sound crazy. He kind of has like PJ Glasser energy. Just like very young, happy, optimistic, yeah. like not you, jaded, doesn't yeah, realize what life actually does when it punches this, you in the face. He's got this naive <laughs> grin on his face at all times and you're like, "I love this guy." You know what I mean? Like his hair is just floating around. He's just scoring 50. The way he moves is just so loose and free. He reminds me a little bit in terms of just how much he loves the game and how much joy he plays with a little, like, Steph. Just, like, effortless type stuff. Goofy. There's there's something more likable about the Sixers now because you don't have Harden, you don't have Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid's likable. So there's not really... Like, you could say what you want about Philadelphia fans. If you like them or you don't, it doesn't really matter. Like, if you look at that team, you go... It just... There is a different feel. They almost... I'm not gonna say they have an underdog feel, but they do have kind of like a, like the hurt, the Why dumped. They're, they're the dumped X, yeah. Right, like they got treated poorly 
which, again, there is a lot more to the story, obviously, than just that. But publicly, James Harden essentially said, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm dumping you. And he leaves. Gets traded, but you get the idea. And now it's they're kind of left to pick up the pieces. So you see another spoiled star who just asked for essentially two trades in the last two years is now doing the same thing again to them. And they're left and going, oh, all right, well, then we're going to make this work with the team we got. So, look, I, I get it. I'm I'm kind of sick of the Celtics. I still think the Celtics are the best team in the East, but we got a long season before we really can actually say that we're truly comfortable saying that because, well, Jason Tatum, late-game situations or in yeah. games that matter late in the season, we've watched him let us down time and time again. On paper, the Celtics might be the best team, but let's actually see where we are game 75 of the season. But there is something about this Sixers team that I do like. I just want to see it go for... You know, 70. Like, I, I want to see a majority of this season before we get to the playoffs and see what they're able to do. We do know this they're going to probably be a better playoff team because you won't have James Harden holding you back. And you got some depth for him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You could have lost him for nothing if he didn't um, opt into his player option. And instead, you get Nick Batum, you get Robert Covington, who's playing in the game right now, you get multiple picks. That's like not nothing. Uh, you get one of the Morris twins. Which one of it? I think Marcus. It's Marquis. Yeah, I think Marcus. It's Marcus. Yeah. So, yeah, that if you wouldn't have had any of that, if it, you had two first-round picks, you wouldn't have had any of that if James Harden wouldn't have opted in to his player option and he would have just been a free agent. Yeah, and like you said, I feel like him leaving is addition by subtraction because now this opens things up for Maxi to become that guy. He's playing yeah. with the ball a lot more. You know, when James Harden, sure, you'll get a 40-point performance or you'll get an 18-assist game, but it's... He's just so inconsistent. In the playoffs, you don't want that. Like, that's yes. the issue with Jason Tatum. I hate to say it because I should be Team Bucks, Team Milwaukee, but I really do want to see Tatum get that ring. I don't want him to have that knock, that narrative that he, like, couldn't win the big one, couldn't win the chip, because he has been good enough and he has been hurt. You know what I mean? Like, Jalen Brown, I like Jalen Brown, but he could have taken that next step and didn't really do so. They were relying way too much on Marcus Smart. Like, every fourth quarter, he's taking all the shots. Didn't make any sense. I know he's gone now, but... I kind of want to see Tatum get that ring. I'm a fan. I like him. Oh, uh, real quick, Luca's got 17 points now and three assists. There's 8:57 to go in the first half against the Wizards. I should have taken alternate numbers with Luca against the Wizards. I should have. Yeah, I took. I mean, I just this team, this Wizards team, guys. Concern is they're down 40 at half. And we don't see Luca. <laughs> I know that Luca's you know getting a euro on the bench. By and the you know what? Quarter. That's the reason why I didn't go crazy with his numbers. Was I was worried about a complete blowout in Washington. Luca have he, a cigarette and a Coors Light by the third quarter. <laughs> what do you always say? His recovery beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's just so European. <laughs> just be like, oh, I've got to go have my recovery beer. I love it. So, all right, uh, we do have a bunch of, at least a few. Good. I'd say the Slayton College football this weekend, not the best, but clearly some very important games, especially now with you know, college football, playoff, uh, standings and resumes getting more and more important. Let's take a trip down to uh, Horvat U and look at some of those games. Time to paint the face and listen up. All right, well, we got the video. Paint your face. If you're watching on Twitch or YouTube, you see it, but of course, we got no audio. That's okay. There you go. Let's just take your audio then. Oregon State. You ready? I can't wait for this game. That's changed. Oregon State's minus two and a half. They went from dogs to favorites in this very quickly over the last 24 hours. Yeah, I think that's surprising some people. It's not really surprising me. I mean, Washington hasn't been playing their best football. I know they're undefeated. Uh, Another big win last week. But since the Oregon game, they just haven't really been the same. Michael Penix has been a little bit shaky. The run game's been much better. So that's kind of scary because I have a lot of money on Oregon State in this game. I just think that this is going to be a game where, I mean, DJU is going to have to play um, a clean 
football game. You can't have turnovers in this game. But Oregon State should be able to run the football. And that's a tough place to play. Um, and I think like Damian Martinez could go off for like a buck fifty in this game, two hundred rushing yards. Oregon State's defense, they give up some explosive plays, so I would lean over at sixty three and a half. Uh the reason I didn't touch the total, I feel like, I like under over as well. I, I feel like under kind of um That's an Oregon State. You would be more if you like Oregon State, yeah. you kinda like the under. Yeah, like if you tell me like forty eight to fifty two like forty eight to fifty five points. Hasn't been very good. No, they give up a bunch of explosives. Oh. And DJU's been really good. Like PFF actually just put up week. his numbers. Yeah, he's like limited the uh turnovers a little bit. He has over twenty touchdown passes. He's using his legs a little bit more. He's been a much better version uh with, let's be honest, a much better coaching staff. <laughs> I hate to say that. I don't even is that a hot take? Like I'm kind of out on Dabo. Yeah, um, I am too. Right now. Same. I say that, and Clemson will probably blow out North Carolina. But that's my favorite bet this weekend. I love Oregon State, and that's going to be huge because then Washington has a loss. Oregon has Arizona State, and they're three touchdown favorites. I don't know that they cover because Arizona State's actually really competitive, and they have the best secondary in the Pac-12. I think I said this last night, so I'd probably stay away. Um, but I think Oregon's going to be able to run the ball, kind of take their foot off the gas in the second half. And then I really like Oregon against Oregon State because that game's at home. If they have to travel, that one scares the hell out of me. And sure, like, I know Trista is a fan. Like, you've seen this story before. It I makes have. you a little bit nervous, but it has to make you feel much better to get that game in Eugene at home. Oh, a thousand you know what percent. I mean? If that's at Reesers, we lose that game oh, 100%. Absolutely. Probably by like 10 points. Yeah. But. I mean, this is a different Oregon team, and Oregon State, they're pretty tough in the trenches, too, but like I don't think that they're going to be able to compete against Oregon on the on the road in that one. So then we get Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game, most likely a rematch against Washington, and then a one-loss Oregon team most likely gets in. And so I was just thinking about this on the way in. Who else could win the Heisman? Bo Nix is the favorite. Makes, mon- uh, makes sense. You know, anything around even money, minus 120. And Jaden Daniels, I don't know. I think three losses probably eliminates him. But, man, he had a crazy performance, obviously. What did he have, over 700 yards or whatever it was last week? So, statistically, he's been the best quarterback in the country. But the three losses probably knocks him out. Bo Nix only will have the one. And then you have to look at Jalen Milrose way too late to the party. Um, you know, I mean, the first couple weeks of the season, he lost the starting job. They brought in Tyler Buckner. So I don't think he'll win the award. It comes down to J.J. McCarthy and Marvin Harrison. And I think J.J. McCarthy, even though Michigan won the game, lost the award last Saturday because they didn't attempt to pass in the second half of that game. They just ran the ball right down the throats of Penn State, and he didn't put up any numbers. He had like 90 passing yards in the game. So I think he's eliminated unless he goes off for like 500 yards against Ohio State. (laughs) And they might not have to do that. Michigan's so tough in the trenches that they might not have to do that. You know what I mean? It might just be another Blake Corum, Donovan Edwards game. Right. And then J.J. McCarthy will have to make some plays when we get to the college football playoff, but... We don't judge the Heisman there, so what do you what do you would what would you do in that Michigan game? Michigan, Ohio State? Yeah, what would you what would you put that number on on a neutral? Uh probably on a neutral still Michigan four and a half. Mm. That'd be what I'd play. Uh, I like Michigan in the game. I try to make the case for Penn State with the points, like Michigan to win the game, just thinking, hey, they're trending a little bit better. Drew Aller's home road splits are a little bit better. And like Michigan did not do what they did on Saturday like the previous seven, eight weeks of the season. I mean, they've been a really good rushing offense, and Corum leads the nation in rushing touchdowns, but Donovan Edwards hasn't, hadn't got going. And, like, they weren't getting a whole lot of push. Maybe they were just saving it. You know what I mean? Like, 
That's the thing with Michigan. It's so scary because they don't play anybody Sleepy until they play Penn State and Ohio State. I do like Maryland, but it's scary because Maryland looked like they quit last week. Do you think the under is a really good play, though? In, in which Michigan, game? 49 and a half. Oh, 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 Maryland-Michigan is 49 and a half. What's no, the I'm Ohio saying State? For, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I think the State. under would be the look there. I think the under would be the look there. Yeah. How and low then, would you go, though, is, a good, I, is the question. 44 and a half, 45. Yeah, I think so, too. For Marvin Harrison to win Heisman, he would need 10 catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns Which against isn't, Michigan. Isn't out of the realm of possibility for Yeah, him. well, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jim Root and some college hoops next. It's Bet MGM tonight. Next.